0: Broadcasting from deep within the gray pit of carcoon, this is the Duback Discussion Podcast. Your source for Star Wars news, theories, and reviews. With your host, TJ Bowser, and Grandmaster Ziad. and Welcome to episode 25 of the Do Back Discussion Podcast. This is your host, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always is... Grandmaster Ziad here in the flesh. Live in-house for the very first time on the Do Back Discussion Podcast. Mo is here. Woo! He is here for a very special reason, everyone. It is Steel City Comic Con this weekend, and your boys, the Dewback crew, has a booth. All three days, booth number N9. Come visit us... Bleh. Come visit us if you're listening, August tenth through twelfth.
1: Mo, how was your week? Wow, what a loaded question, right? Uh, let's see. I was in Chicago last week, and then now I'm in an entirely different place. I'm in the middle of rural Pennsylvania with my buddy TJ Bowser. Absolutely, El Barto was here. What's up? Yeah, so uh, it's been, it's going. It's interesting. A great experience. I mean, you went to that river earlier. Yep. Had a romantic nine, time. Oh, excellent. And now we're doing this. Before tomorrow, we do that thing. Yeah. Why I came up in Pittsburgh.
0: So. Yeah. We got a little bit of the news to cover. This is probably not going to be the longest podcast that we've done. And Just it's really too. weird because you're right behind me recording. and we're I'm looking at the back of your head. Yeah. Uh, I need to change this. yeah uh, <laughs> Anyway, it's time to buckle up, baby. Move on to the first topic of this discussion.
1: You want to take this? I'll take it. I'll take it. Go for it. We got Star Wars Resistance is going to be produced at Polygon Pictures. Polygon Pictures, the same studio that produced Star Wars The Clone Wars, has released a statement acknowledging that their studio will also be the home for the upcoming Star Wars Resistance. Polygon's involvement is sure to be seen as a good thing, considering the fan and critical acclaim that exists for Dave Filoni's first series, which being the Clone Wars. Details this early in production have been slim for Resistance, but uh, the series is expected to debut this fall and focus on Resistance pilots in this time period between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. So we got this uh, press release from Polygon. It's similar to the one from StarWars.com. It's kind of long, but I'll read some excerpts from it. Star Wars Resistance is an animated series set amongst the events leading up to Star Wars The Force Awakens. While many details are yet to be announced, it will follow Kazuto Ziono, a young pilot recruited by the Resistance and tasked with top-secret mission to spy on the growing threat of the First Order. Along with appearances by established characters including Poe Dameron and Captain Phasma, director Dave Filoni, Here's the following comment, quote, The idea for Star Wars Resistance came out of my interest in World War II aircraft and fighter pilots. My grandfather was a pilot, and my uncle flew and restored planes. Okay, cool. No one really asked. So that's been a big influence on me. There's a long history of high-speed racing in Star Wars, and I think we've captured that sense of excitement in an anime-inspired style. That's going to be interesting. Which is something the entire team has been wanting to do for a long time. End quote. Star Wars Resistance will premiere this fall on Disney Channel in the U.S. and thereafter on Disney XD and around the world. And this is yet another confirmation that this show will be 3D CG. Uh, what does that mean, TJ? 3D CG. What's CG? Clone Wars. 3D Rebels? CG. 3D c- CG. Three-dimensional comput- computer generation. Computer-generated. What does that have to do with clone? Okay, I got you. Same I got style. you. Same style. Whoop whoop. Yep.
0: But I guess there's anime elements
1: in there, so... So it's going to be 3D, though. Yes. So this is going to be an entirely new take. It's going to really advance... I mean, you see another way that that Star Wars advances the development of various different art forms, be it um, space fantasy, space opera. Now we got some different anime styles being mixed in with the Filoni style. Um, Good stuff, man. Absolutely. uh,
0: I'm definitely looking forward to Resistance, especially to see... uh, it, explore that that time between episode six and seven and like like they said the lead up to the force awakens that
1: long gap yeah uh we have a date for this right like october i believe it's, it's in the fall okay it's in the fall a couple Thanks. months away one two or three i suppose so in the other
0: news today well <laughs> this week the time has come as star wars episode nine What StarWars.com is calling the final installment of the Skywalker Saga. Begins filming today. The tweets have already started rolling in in cast and crew as they get together to set out on their new adventure together. Second unit director Vic Mahoney gives us a glimpse at some scenery. John Boyega sports a new hairdo as he welcomes a new cast member. Yeah, he does. His hair's, like, longer. Yeah, it's a bit longer. Sports a new hairdo. And Mark Hamill shares his bittersweet feelings about... Filming a Star Wars without his on-screen sister and real-life friend, Carrie Fisher. Dick Mahoney expresses her excitement about working on the new project. Gives us a glimpse of the surrounding area. Could this be near the Cardigan Airship Filming Sheds location we reported last month? Who knows? For comparison, here is a photo shared by the Star Wars fan and English airship historian Trevor Monk on Facebook of the scenery near Cardigan Sheds. That's quite possible. The same photo. Also, actor John Boyega getting physical as he prepares for the third trip around the galaxy is former stormtrooper-turned-resistance hero Finn. There is a picture there, Mo, of him, like, training. Looks like he's, like, kicking that guy. Yeah, but he's, I think he's just jumping, running and jumping. <laughs> Be right back, nine loading. Mm-hmm. Boyega also gives a warm welcome to new cast member Naomi Eccle, giving us a close-up shot of the new hairstyle. I like it. I, I like it, too. It's uh, very, very nice. A word from the only actor to appear in every single Star Wars movie. Anthony Daniels. Did he
1: appear in Rogue One?
0: Background, maybe? Did he appear in Solo? Oh, nope. Yeah, he was not Solo. Star Wars Episode Nine. Spoiler alert! I'm going to need a bigger suit. What's a memorable welcome dinner at my favorite restaurant with J.J. and K.K.? Kathleen Kennedy. Sitting down with face as hold it new, mine being the oldest. Spoiler alert! I had the salmon. Richard E. Grant tweets about his excitement as well. I saw Star Wars in 1977 when I was a drama school. Being cast in the final installment of the Skywalker trilogy in 2018 feels like an utterly out-of-body experience. Star Wars, star, 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 star. Thank you, hashtag Nina Gold. Mark Hamill expresses his bittersweet feelings about, okay, Mark Hamill yeah. tweets about Carrie Fisher. It's bittersweet facing my final chapter with her, with her, dash, yeah, she is simply irreplaceable. I'm finding solace in the fact that she won't be replaced and would love the worldwide outpouring of affection from those who loved her when they heard the news. Hashtag carry on forever. Lastly, John Boyega had a few fun perpetuating. The Finn is Luke's son rumor from a few years ago. <laughs> That's the dumbest rumor I've ever heard. We will get through it, Dad. Thanks for being there for me, son. Love dad, hashtag carry on forever in a day. Forever in a day. We can probably expect some kind of official announcement about the start of filming later today, like JJ did with The Force Awakens. Perhaps there will be something on the Star Wars show later today as well. Update, there is. There it is. JJ has taken to his previously dormant official Twitter account to announce the start filming of episode 9. Bittersweet, starting the next chapter without Carrie, but thanks to an extraordinary cast and crew, we are ready to go. Grateful for Ryan Johnson, and special thanks for Lu- George Lucas for creating the incredible world and beginning a story of which we are lucky to be a part of. Nine, Ryan Johnson. Ryan Johnson tweeted again. This photo is clearly, well, is less cryptic than previous Abrams posts, as we clearly see filming of the Millennium Falcon cockpit with John Boyega's Finn wearing a new vest. Chewbacca, and then we assume it's Daisy Ridley's Rey in the captain's chair. Boyega did reveal at AwesomeCon that Rey and Finn would be back together in Episode 9 and it appears some of their time together will be spent on our favorite hunk of junk in the galaxy.
1: Nope. Well. <laughs> nice. What do I think? Uh, I mean, there's not much to think. It's just like straight up news reporting. Uh, kind of keeping track of what everyone's been saying, but Carrie Fisher stuff is nice. Uh, I I, I do I have been thinking, though, was Anthony Daniels in Solo? He played a Wookiee. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. So he was actually in it. Damn, mm-hmm. I had no idea. Well, congrats to Anthony Daniels. I think he played a Wookiee. Well, there was no C three PO. That was a disappointment. I don't. I don't know how they want to show. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Next, next, next item: the Star Wars show interview with Dave Filoni, the hat, and more. Trust the hat, everybody. Trust the hat. On this episode of The Star Wars Show, Andy sits down with supervising director Dave Filoni to talk about the surprising The Clone Wars reveal during this year's SDCC, that's San Diego Comic-Con, and also to to discuss his experience working with George Lucas and his relationship with the fans. Also, Andy and Anthony give us the latest updates from Episode 9, The Rebels Home Release, and more. So... If you guys wanna check it out, go ahead. Uh you can find that on YouTube. Or the Star Wars show can also be found um on the Star Wars.com, the official Star Wars website, that's Star Wars.com. Or you can go ahead and check out this article on Star Wars com. But uh yeah. I, um I'll probably be watching it later for sure. You know I'll f i will I love anything with that. hat. Absolutely, man. Dave Filoni is the man. Okay,
0: uh so apparently Rogue Squadron is in Marvel's Star Wars number 52. For the most part, the Star Wars comics follow their own path, story-wise using the medium to tell tales that run adjacent to the film continually. Continuity. While officially integrated into the same continuity, it is rare that we go to see the comics reveal something huge or connect to the main story in any really significant way. I'm good with this approach for the most part, as I do don't have to have the background on every little thing and the movie is explained to me via other media. But at times, the comic writers get the opportunity to flesh out some something meaningful from the films or to be completely change fans' perception of certain aspects of the movie. Example, C. Darth Vader number six, Star Wars number two is one of those issues as Kieran Gillen gives us the origin of Rogue Squadron, Luke's starfighter group that, was his first scene in action on the Battle of Hoth in Empire Strikes Back.
1: Spoiler!
0: In the last issue, Han Solo and Chewbacca arrived at Well no? Yeah, what? Makota?
1: Makota. Makota. Makota.
0: A little flame in the back of the throat. Makota. Base to discover that the treacherous Queen Trios had sabotaged the rebel fleet and led to the Empire led the Empire to their doorstep. Unable to open the the bay doors to mount their defense. Luke and his fellow X-Wing pilots are sitting ducks in a ship in disabled hyperdrive, just waiting for Vader to wipe them out. General Draven and Leia had discovered that the automatic sensors on the doors were still active, and if the pilots were just fly towards the door, they would open on their own. With their communications down, it was up to Han to get close enough to relay the message to the pilots. However, before Han can accomplish the task, he has shaken he has to shake a loose, a lone TIE fighter off his tail. Unknown to Han, initially, the fighter is piloted by Darth Vader, himself, who is out for revenge on the smuggler-turned-rebel hero. Well, I'm not going to read the whole summary of this. Yeah, Jeroen, where are you? I'm just
1: kidding, he's, right. in, he's in Dutchland.
0: <laughs> Dutchland. Anyway, uh, Star Wars Newsnet rates it an 8 out of 10. And it's on Comixology, which we use. Excellent. Anyway, Mo, it looks like Disney is looking to get their rights back. Why don't you talk about that? Yeah.
1: um, So, Disney is seeking to reacquire Star Wars cable rights from Turner for streaming purposes. Now, who is Turner? I'm not exactly sure. But I do know that they air, he, they, I'm not sure, who aired them uh, on TBS and TNT, the Star Wars movies, that is. Um, And Disney is trying to renegotiate uh, the cable rights to the Star Wars movies, and they want to include them on their streaming service. Uh, Problem is, Turner is currently not really willing to part with those rights without Disney offering some concessions. Ooh, drama. Bloomberg is reporting that Disney would like to pull out of a $275 million eight-year deal set to expire in 2024 between themselves and Turner over cable rights for the pre-Disney Star Wars movies and any movie that Disney will make from now until the deal expires in 2024. Uh, It should be noted, though, that the cable rights also include the online rights as well, which is a big heartache for Disney considering that they're looking to launch their streaming service around this time next year and having all of the Star Wars movies, which, thanks to the upcoming Disney-21st Century Fox merger, could actually happen for the uh, original trilogy and the prequel trilogy as well. Um, So it could be a boon. Acquiring those could be a boon to getting people to sign up for their uh, streaming service. So question, why did Disney make this deal in the first place? The answer has a lot to do with their streaming service, which they announced about a year after making a deal with Turner. And after rumored talks to purchase Netflix, which had a deal to the streaming rights to many of Disney's new movies, uh, that deal didn't really work out. So instead of acquiring an existing hugely popular streaming service, they decided to go about making their own, uh, which is why Fox ultimately decided that they were the best company to acquire their assets. And with that comes a number of growing pains as legal teams have to look through existing contracts and figure things out from there. Wow, that is a lot of boring news, but uh, <laughs> we, I guess we gotta know this stuff if you wanna yeah. know what's what's happening behind the scenes. For sure. Turner, of course, uh, wants something in return if they were to pull out of the existing agreement with financial compensation and some alternative form of programming to make up for losing the exclusive right to air Star Wars movies on cable. So as of right now, talks are dead for the time being. Though, like uh, like with many business-related talks in Hollywood, they could theoretically start up again in the near future. Or maybe they won't. Disney can take their time with this subject, but ultimately... It will boil down to what kind of deal they're willing to make. And there will still be plenty of Star Wars content on the streaming service between the new live-action show, the second revival of Clone Wars, and potentially even more stuff in the pipeline, which we don't know about just yet. Well, that's that for the, uh, see, whew, that was like, a, that was a rough read. I don't see an alternative like they could give them, like
0: maybe the Indiana Jones films. Yeah, but that's not Star Wars. Oh, uh, f- they could, they acquired all Lucasfilm stuff when they bought it, right? Yeah, yeah. They play bought, they play Willow and Howard the Duck on repeat.
1: <laughs> I mean, I don't know if they trade in. In return for four films, they would trade in how, that's six films? Seven? Is that seven? Because that's Rogue One as well. And now Solo, that's eight. Force Awakens. One, two, three,
0: four, five, six, seven. They don't show Rogue One on,
1: on, on cable. Yeah, because it's on Netflix. Um, yeah. I think this whole deal is bullshit. I think I think everyone should be allowed to show Star Wars. Fuck the power, you know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying, boy. Fuck the power, that
0: Let me hear you say. <laughs> well,
1: this next one has got to get your panties in a bunch. Well, no, that's the wrong expression. It's gonna get you in high tide of excitement, isn't it? I just made that expression. No, up. because the
0: next article is about
1: Leia, not the not the Hasbro figures. What? No, it's not. You're fuck. Oh. I skipped one, didn't I? You skipped one. Me skipped one.
0: Star Wars Episode 9 co-writer and director G.G. Abrams recently revealed that Carrie Fisher will be returning in the final installment of the saga of the unused footage of The Force Awakens. We have... Not going to read it that fast. We have now learned some additional information about Carrie's return and an appearance this week on the Resistance broadcast. ABC News' Clayton Sandell told us that Carrie's brother, Todd Fisher, revealed to him that in addition to unused footage from The Force Awakens, they will be utilizing unused footage
1: from The Last Jedi.
0: Fuck yeah!
1: I mean, there was rumors that that was going to happen earlier this year, and I mean, at least they will show it. But... You think it's going to affect at all how J.J. approaches the script? No. You don't think so? This is all cohesive. I hope so. Ryan made some weird things. (laughs) Canto, but. Luke dying. (laughs) No no Knights of Ren. No Knights of Ren. Where'd they go?
0: I don't know. Sandal broke this news to us an hour after speaking directly to Todd Fisher, the brother of the late Gary Fisher. Sandal on his discussion with Fish. With Fisher. I talked to Todd Fisher today about all of this, and he was talking with J.J. Abrams about it. Where am I? <laughs> about about it. I asked him because the press release only said The Force Awakens, so I asked about The Last Jedi, and they are also using unused footage. Hold on. Oh, wow. freaking soda. And then they are also using unused footage from The Last Jedi. I asked him how many minutes of footage they had from it, and he said, I can't tell you that. He, Todd Fisher, said that there was big surprises coming, big surprises with this movie, this performance, and the unused footage, and said this one is really for the fans. But they apparently have a number of unused minutes from both The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi. Todd and the whole family are very excited and wanted it to happen. I'm so happy they're bringing her back.
1: Uh, CGI, right? Deleted scenes. Yeah, I'm just kidding. You would have been dumb for them to use CGI. Oh, absolutely. CGI. CGI. we. This is a long-ass article. Yeah, I think we're going to – It's a lot of it is just like, oh, this is what I thought, but I was wrong. Well, okay, so
0: moral of the story is they're going to be using scenes from Episode 9. I mean Episode 8. That way we'll have 7 Leia, 8 Leia, and then maybe there'll be enough footage there. Well, clearly there is if they're going to use it to carry on to Episode 9.
1: Oh, so you're going to use from uh, episode seven as well?
0: Yes, episode seven, episode eight. You you missed the last podcast, and we talked about it. Uh, yeah, 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 but that should open the door to more possibilities, maybe.
1: A little tweaking here and there, I'm sure JJ can pull it off.
0: Okay, well, Mel, no, since it's your turn, me? I thought you wanted to take this. Fine, I'll take it. Yesterday, during Mexico's unboxing toy convention, Hasbro revealed two new Star Wars figures from the Black Series and the Vintage Collection line. The first one is the Star Wars Vintage Collection, the Leia Bausch figure, Bush. using Hasbro's... Boosh?
1: You fucking schmuck. It's the Boosh. Is it, it's, it's Boosh, right? I don't fucking know. Ah.
0: Using Hasbro's photo reel technique for super realistic faces. The second one is the Star Wars The Black Series Han Solo Mimbin figure. Both figures will be available in early 2019. Check out the official images before. This looks fucking great. Look at that Mud Trooper Han.
1: Yeah, that's okay. I already have a Han. But look at the Boosh, though. You see it right under? Are you saying douche? Boosh. I think it's Bausch. Are are you sure? Hold on. Let me Google this. B-O-U-S-H. Are you really going to Google how to pronounce it? Oh, he is as we speak. I see it. I just feel like it would be Boosh. It doesn't say. I don't know how. I mean, they never mention it in the movie at all, ever. Yeah. yeah. That's how she sounds when she talks through that mask. Oh, Bausch was a real person. Is it Bausch? Is it just to each his own and we could pronounce it our separate ways? Tomato, tomato. I guess. Even though, but he was a real person. He worked for Black Sun. How'd you get his stuff? Do we know that? Is it canon? Uh, Read Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Uh, Anyway. Come on, though. To the next one. Boba Fett actor Jeremy Bullock announces his retirement. That's really sad. Before actor Timura uh, Morrison played Jango Fett in Attack of the Clones, there was another man who donned the rugged Mandalorian armor of Jango's son, Boba Fett the galaxy's most fearsome bounty hunter, English uh, English actor Jeremy Bullock. Bullock brought so much to the character in the original Star Wars trilogy. <laughs> okay, but really, did he? He had a, what, total of six lines and then to die in a comical, wow. God, some people will just do anything to read a word count.
0: Finish the article oh.
1: <laughs> Transforming Fett from his intended purpose as a simple background thug into one of the coolest villains in the Star Wars universe. Did you say so? Bullock has long been a participant of fan conventions and has been a staple in Star Wars fandom from the beginning. Fortunately, unfortunately, uh, that journey has reached its end for the 73-year-old actor. Wow, 73. He looks really good for 73. Who recently announced his retirement from the public fan community. We got this little excerpt from uh, the letter that he gave out announcing his retirement. Dear friends, it is with a heavy heart that I decided, have decided, to stop attending conventions and hang up the Fett helmet. It has not been an easy decision to make. In 1979, I was called onto the set of Empire Strikes Back to play Boba Fett, and since that day, it has changed the entire direction of my life in such a wonderful way. It has been a privilege to have had the community to inspire so many generations of Star Wars fans. I have had over 20 years of traveling with my wife, Maureen, to some amazing countries and have met so many wonderful fans. Thank you all so much, and we will miss you all. May the force be with you, always. Jeremy. Although uh he will no longer be seen at fan conventions, he will still be taking part in send-in sign-ins, uh signing for fans. Autograph can re- requests can be sent to imperial signing at hotmail.co.uk. That is imperial signings, that's in the plural, at hotmail.co.uk. So, from all of us at Star Wars Nets, uh, so they say, we wish you the best, Jeremy. And I'd like to say from all of us at Duback Discussion, we wish you even more best, Jeremy. Even more of the best. Absolutely. He will be
0: missed. Will he, though? To us Boba Fett guys, he
1: will. You got all six lines.
0: Shut up. 14 years after Revenge of the Sith, the crew of the Ghost are making their last jump into hyperspace. Together, as Star Wars Rebels comes to an end in its fourth and final season, premiering in October 2014 on Disney XD, Rebels set the bar for small screen Star Wars entertainment. Not only did it produce, introduce popular characters once thought to be lost to legends, but it also paid off. Big moments from both the Skywalker Saga and the Clone Wars. Ahsoka versus Darth Vader. Grand Admiral Thrawn. The return of Captain Rex and Saw Gerrera, Darth Maul's final showdown with Obi-Wan Kenobi, among others, with its 15-episode swan song. Season 4 sets out to give us each of the ragtag crew members their own ending and for some new beginnings. Now, uh, some of these new uh, features is, as the previous release Previous seasons of Rebels, each episode is presented in the 178 by 1 aspect ratio. The color reproduction truly pops and 1080p high-definition widescreen, giving the episodes a sharp and clean presentation that sets it above in its initial television broadcast. For a show set in space, the black levels are strong, presenting a nice firmness for the show's darker moments. But it's, crisp, it's But it's the crispness of the color palette used in the show that will really wow viewers. Lightsabers, blaster bolts, shiny ships, alien skin from a certain blue-hued villain all look incredible in this presentation. Now for the audio. The roar of twin ion engines, the igniting of a lightsaber, the various beeps and boops of an astromech droid all sound exceptional, especially vibrant on the blu-ray's dolby digital 5.1 soundtrack dialogue is clear in all the forefront of the tracks but the various noises that make up star wars universe are present and noticeable throughout then there's the music a quintessential staple in star wars there while there's a special feature devoted to the composer kevin kiner there is no limit to the praise deserved of his score and how beautiful it has carved its own niche And personality alongside legend John Williams established worked in the sandbox. Now, there's some special features. Dave Filoni comment commentary tracks. Do I need to continue? By the far best highlight of these discs is Filoni's inside look into the six key episodes of the final season. Instead of simply talking about what is happening on the screen, the Rebels executive producer instead bridges the gap to the production of The Last Jedi and how it impacted and influenced this season. In addition, the process behind stories character motivations and this the decision to pull grand admiral thrawn from page to screen in addition of being joined by several crew members on the commentary tracks baloney hosts a 15 minute segment entitled force of rebellion which may be enough to justify an intermediate purchase in itself using footage from the movies the clone wars and rebels he waxed philosophic about the nature of the force and the intricacies that exist be between the light and the dark side. It's fascinating. Deep illuminating will not doubt fuel the desires of those who would love to see Filoni direct a live action Star Wars film. Muhammad, how would you feel about that?
1: It sounds interesting to me.
0: Uh, I feel like we would have to go against our, we would have to go with our own motto. Trust, trust the hat.
1: Help. Always. Absolutely. That's, I think that's the best answer for the question. He hasn't fucked up yet. No reason to think he'll
0: fuck up in the future. As usual, each episode features... I, before I get on with this, I feel like his budget would have to be a lot more than normal. Yeah, but I feel like he would. he's
1: definitely earned that, right? That's true. He is
0: the hat. As usual, each episode features the Rebels recon featurettes that give additional looks behind the curtain through. Interviews with the cast and crew as well as glimpses in the production and storyboards. Besides a bevy of deleted scenes... Season 4's Blu-ray features a series of goodbyes to the Jedi pirates and droids we've come to know over the last five years. Ghosts of Legend shines a spotlight on our beloved cast of characters, followed them from Season 1 until now, showcasing, showcasing their biggest moments in some of the show's standout episodes. Overall, there is a tremendous collection from one of those show's finest seasons. The wealth and quality of special content and features make this a great w- way to continuous, continually revisit Caine and Harris, Bean, Ezra Chopper, and Zeb before their continued adventures are eventually told. A truly great series that arguably improved each other, Star Wars Rebels can live forever through the worthy addition to your Star Wars home video collection.
1: Womp womp womp.
0: Absolutely.
1: Uh Yeah. Talk about John Favreau. So, John Favreau, the John Favreau, um, his, uh, Star Wars TV series, which we all know about, uh, live action one, right? That's live action yes. one. Yep. It's going to have a 10 episode first season, the debut. We're fast heading towards the live action Star Wars TV series spearheaded and created by John Favreau. And now via an article in the New York Times, we learn how many episodes to expect in the first season and how much they will be costing. Overseen by executive Ricky Strauss, the Disney streaming service will bring together existing and original content from Lucasfilm, Marvel, and Pixar, as well as the familiar Disney brands to create a streaming powerhouse. Uh, so clearly plans are well underway on how to market this new service. Something vital given in the stumbles that littered the road of its big screen counterpart, Solo A Star Wars Story, in the budget. $10 million per episode. What the fuck? Holy shit! Yeah, While some are comparing the budget to such fair as Amazon's *Lord of the Rings*, which is more than double that per episode. *Lord of the Rings* will most likely go to the um, go the *Game of Thrones* route with huge sets filmed on location. While we already know that the *Star Wars* series will utilize not only the top minds uh, at ILM and most likely ILMX Lab as well, but will draw on the experience director. Favreau has of working on such Disney epics as Jungle Book, which featured only one real actor in next year's live action adaptation of The Lion King. So Strauss, uh, the New York Times had this to say uh, about him. Over the past six years, as president of marketing for Walt Disney Studios, he helped turn movies like Black Panther, Star Wars Force Awakens, Beauty and the Beast, uh, Inside Out into box office behemoths. Wow, Inside Out was a fantastic movie. I don't know if you've seen it. Yeah, it's the Disney movie of the emotions. <laughs> yeah, that's definitely, that was a great one. It made me cry, not gonna lie. Not gonna lie. Encouraging uh, to have such an obviously brilliant marketeer as Strauss leading the charge in a packed arena that includes the already established streaming and monsters of Netflix, Amazon, as well as smaller players like the home of Star Trek, CBS, All Access, and sports streamers like the WWE Network. Uh, head on over to the New York Times for a full and fascinating insight into what we have to look forward to. What you think, TJ? That's a lot of money for a fucking episode of a fucking TV show. Single episode, man. And the thing is, it's not like he's. A, we can't say trust the hat. He's. He's. It's not like he has a hat or anything. But trust I really, the swinger. What the swinger? That was one of his movies. It's called Swingers. Trust. I, trust the glasses, maybe. No, George has glasses too. Uh, well, he'll come up with something. Trust the goatee, maybe. I don't know. We'll figure Hopefully, it out. He has to earn he has to earn our trust first. That's true. We gotta see what he delivers. Yep. Just because you did it amazing with other stuff doesn't mean you won't drop the ball in Star Wars, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Not everyone's a JJ Abrams.
0: Uh last but not least, Empire magazine celebrate their greatest Star Wars characters. So they got six new covers. This month, the new Empire magazine reveals the results of the recent Star Wars poll, asking readers to choose their 50 favorite characters. It's commonly known that Han Solo won the poll, and he is featured on the subscriber elusive cover, showing both Harrison Vaughn and Alden Ehrenreich in the role. But you may be surprised. Intrigued, outraged, etc. By the following 49. To mark the occasion, Empire's released six shiny newsstand versions featuring Han, Luke, Kylo, Vader, Leia, and Rey. In the most impressive, the all too most impressive. The first one, we got a holographic, teenage angsty looking fucking Kylo Ren. Ugh. Then we got the beautiful Carrie Fisher chilling in her episode 4 attire. We got the handsome Mark Hamill chilling in the episode four attire. We got the beautiful Daisy Ridley chilling in her episode eight attire.
1: Is it? Episode- yes. Yeah, that's the up to um, that's, uh, that's her training.
0: The fucking magnificent Harrison Ford chilling in his episode four attire and episode four Darth Vader chilling. How can you tell
1: him apart from the other episodes? The suit's different. Is it? It is. It's different four, five,
0: six, and Rogue One. What's different about it? Minor
1: differences. Oh, very minor differences. You think he just, like, touches it up. He wants to uh, keep up his style.
0: Uh, I feel like uh, it's more reflective in episode five. Hmm. I'll show you the differences after uh, post-show. Post-show. But anyway, these all look very, very nice, and it's a good way to celebrate
1: uh, this. You know what's great about the Star Wars fandom or the Star Wars universe is it seems like we're always fucking celebrating something or other. That, that 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 that's a good. Like we're always celebrating something. It's, it's the Clone Wars 10 years thing. Empire's uh celebrating this. Uh we got uh almost 40 years from this and this and that and you know what I mean. Anyway, Absolutely. I got to remember off the top of my head, but I'm sure I could come up with a list of things that we've celebrated very recently in close succession. But anyway, Yeah, uh
0: oh, remember come to Steel City Comic Con. This weekend for a wonderful time at the Dubai Discussion Network booth. Uh, either me, Mohammed, or his lady friend, Olivia. Shout out to Olivia. Shout out. She's right. like smiling so hard right now. Let's <laughs> talk about it on the internet. Uh, at the booth, give us a little chit chat. Listen to a podcast. Of course, if you're listening to this, you listen to the other ones. Read some articles. Talk Star Wars. Hit us up. Take a business card. But remember, we love you. We love you all. We love our fans, whether you give us shit or not about a fucking toy. <laughs> Any, that's that's aimed at those people that argued with us about the Anakin's hot toy. Anyway, still love you. Yes. Uh, remember to like us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and check us out on iTunes. SoundCloud, and Blueberry, and always check on dobackdiscussion.net. your source for everything Star Wars, home of the duback Discussion podcast, and the Bantha Babble podcast. But, that will wrap up our very short episode of the Do Back Discussion for today. So that is TJ Bowser, signing off. Grimmasters again, signing off.
1: Bye bye